Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, the place to come for movie reviews, along with some extra fun talk about movie-related topics like box office and awards. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and basically any place else you can find podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter for even more content. If you like what we do, feel free to share us with your friends, like and leave feedback wherever you listen to us, and let us know what you think. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, Mark here. Welcome back to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Thank you for listening. We're coming up on the end of 2021. And uh, it's been a rough year. I know that. We all know that. Uh, and I did manage to watch quite a few movies this year. Uh, not all of which I've gotten to review. So I wanted to take this opportunity in the last couple of days of the year to uh, just really quickly run down a few titles that uh, I would like to thank October Coast PR uh, for uh, letting me screen um, these aren't going to be real in-depth reviews, um, but I want to acknowledge the fact that I watched the films and give you just a real quick uh, hint of what I thought of them all. So uh, with that, let's start with one uh, called Smoke and Mirrors, uh, the story of Tom Savini. Tom Savini, of course, uh, writer, director, actor, stuntman, horror icon, um, and this is a documentary about how he got started as a kid, how he started making movies, how he was started in effects, um, how his career progressed. Uh, and there's a lot of personal stuff in this as well, which is also great. Um, I honestly, I knew his work, uh, but I didn't really know that much about him before I watched this. Uh, and I have to tell you, I'm really impressed with the work ethic he showed growing up. Uh, he found something he really loved to do. Um, and he just went all in until, you know, things happened. He had to go get away from it a little bit and then he came back to it. Uh, but it, 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 it's his passion. He loves it. Um, he does great work and I always love to see it now. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm thankful for this documentary. It makes me more aware as a film viewer, um, forget criticism, just as a film viewer of a lot of special effects type stuff, much less his contributions to that aspect of the films that we all kind of love. Um, it is uh, directed by Jason Baker. And uh, really quick, let me not lie to you. Uh, yeah, from Wild Eye releasing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, just a really, it's just a really cool look at a guy who has done a lot for uh, his part of the industry. Uh, whatever part he's in, he goes out of his way to make a contribution, and it's really great, and I really did appreciate this one. Um, the next one is about as far from a documentary about a, a horror movie icon as you can get, uh, and it is called Bigfoot Famous. Uh, Bigfoot Famous is uh, from Gravitas Ventures, 
Um, and it is uh, written uh, by Steph Barkley, Chris Kleckner, uh, and Sam Millman, uh, directed by Sam Millman and Peter Voss. Uh, stars Steph Bar- Barkley, Chris Kleckner, and Sam Millman. I know, right? It's a family affair. Um, and it is about a uh, an influencer, social media influencer, played by Steph Barkley, who uh, used to be really hot. And then, of course, tastes change, time changes, time passes, and not quite as hot um, in the viral sense as she once was. But uh, when the opportunity arises, or rather when a viral video purporting to be of Bigfoot appears, she gets a wonderful idea that she should do a collaboration video with Bigfoot. Which sounds ridiculous. I, I know. Uh, so her genius plan is to find a Bigfoot expert and go out and capture or find Bigfoot and share a screen with him. And that will put her back on top. Um, it is very slapsticky. Uh, we play the Bigfoot subculture for laughs, which... If you've watched it, there are the very serious Sasquatch slash Bigfoot people, and then there are the the not-so-serious Sasquatch slash Bigfoot people. Um, it is, it's, a, it's a wonderful look at uh, viral fame um, and chasing that high of having a viral video and, or, you know, or many or being that person, and then when you start becoming not that person, what will you do to try to get that back? Um, it, so, so it is, uh, I, I was, I was much more entertained by this one by the time it was over than I thought I was going to be going in. I thought it was just going to be some inane little COVID film fluff puff piece or something. And it's, it, it, it makes a point about social media and viral fame and it does it in an entertaining way. So um, thank you uh, for that. Uh, so I'm not uh, terribly surprised uh, by that at all. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, next one uh, is as far as from both of those films uh, as you can get. So now we have three completely just not aligned films at all. Um, this one is called Red Pill. Uh, and it uh, written and direction written and directed by Tanya Pinkins, uh, starring the great Ruben Blades, uh, Catherine Curtin, Catherine Irby, uh, Tim Halverson. And what it is, is... Uh, Going into 2016's election, and there's some confusion here, by the way, because all of the paperwork, all of the synopsis is going on the eve of the 2020 election. Um, but in this, they, they mentioned Hillary Clinton a lot, so it makes it feel like it's a 2016. But regardless, in an election, in the lead up to an election in which Donald Trump is running, how about that? Uh, this group of very 
stereotypical, or at least cinematically or news media stereotypical uh, liberal slash Democrat slash progressive, however you would like to categorize them, um, they're driving deep into red country um, for voter drives to uh, to try to make sure there's turnout. Um, and they have rented this Airbnb type place um, in the midst of that. And so coming in, they see it, this film becomes this weird Stepford voters um, wants to be like a political get out. Um, the great Jordan Peele vehicle. Um, but it it's very hit or miss. Um, all of these people, literally, um, if... I can't decide if this is an actual slam on all of the, this progressive left stuff by someone who doesn't necessarily agree with all of it. Or if it's someone on the left trying to make points about the alt-right or whatever you want to call the conservatives or the Republicans by hyper-amplifying all of the left-wing virtues and attributes to then contrast that with the ultimate reveal of this other movement. So it's an, it, it is an interesting film to watch to try to interpret intent. And even if you figure out the intent, the question is how do you want to interpret what you see. So in the end, this film is, is it's bordering on a cinematic, uh, Rorschach test. You know, how do you see this blob of character? How do you see this blob of character? How do you see these lines of dialogue? Um, because even these characters amongst themselves often question what each other are saying in a way that it, it's just, it, it's, it's not, it's not really well done. A, a lot of the dialogue is clunky in and of itself, much less whether you want to ascribe political motivation to it. Um, but the performances are okay. I, I love Ruben Blades. I love Catherine Irby. Um, so it, it, it's not poorly performed, which if it was poorly performed, this film would be a lot less than it, it winds up being. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting if you want to subject yourself to a, a political film with everything that's going on in the film or going on in the world right now, because we all know that right now politics is very often the last thing anyone wants to focus on right now, because it is so, everything is so overblown. Everything is black and white. It is, you know, yin or yang. It is one or zero. Um, it is all or none. And this is one of those films that is basically all or none, uh, depending on which side of that equation you find yourself or these characters find themselves. So it's an interesting watch if you're in the mood to think about film that way. That's what I'm going to tell you there. Uh, this is from Midnight Releasing. Uh, uh, the three films I just talked about, Smoke and Mirrors, Bigfoot Famous, and Red Pill, they're already available you should be able to stream them or pick them up on DVD somewhere. Um, 
but yeah, so red pill is of course a play on the matrix. Take the red pill, which is a, has been appropriated by the right, you know, and now of course we have our new matrix, which yeah, you know what the red pill is again. It's just a film that's going to make you decide whether or not you actually want to think about politics right now. So there you go. Um, next up, um, from uh, 1091 Pictures uh, is a film called The Scrapper, um, written and direction, directed by uh, Barry Kang. Stars uh, Craig Mums Grant, Ava Paloma, Frank Rodriguez. And it is about uh, this guy who was in jail, uh, who now is out, and he, uh, he's, he's a scrapper. He goes into these old decrepit buildings, he cuts out copper pipes, copper wire, uh, anything that's recyclable to get cash um, and whatnot. He's trying to keep his nose clean, but he gets hung up or brought back into uh, the world he was in before, which his sister is still in because she runs the business that their father ran before he died, which uh, accrued a lot of debt to people. Uh, and so the film becomes this dance between him trying to pay that debt uh, while he's dealing um, with uh, Punjabi mo Punjabi family mobsters and Mexican cartel people. So he's caught between these two crime syndicates, uh, if you will. And uh, a plan does not quite go as expected. Uh, this This movie is kind of fun. Uh, because it's it's not the the criminal criminals are not the stereotypical criminals that we normally get in Hollywood films, which is kind of nice. You know, this isn't uh, you know Islamic terrorists. It's not uh, it's not you know inner city gangs. It's not. It's just you know we get the Punjabi family, and you know yes we get the the drug people, but it's just it's it's just a different it's just a different spin on it. Uh, and that, that makes it interesting to watch, uh, these characters try to work their way through, um, the situations in which they find themselves and the consequences of the actions they take to try to get themselves out of situations, which if you watch any movies at all, you know, normally lead to consequences that are worse than where you started. So, um, the scrapper again is... It's it's good. It is out. You should be able to find it. Um, it's just another it, the, the setting that the the construction is what makes this one interesting. The fact that we're not that no one is is typical. We get different character groups and villain groups. So it's, that's kind of nice uh, to see that. So check it out, uh, the Scrapper. Uh, next up, we have uh, <laughs> this is a film that came out right at the beginning of December. Uh, from Wild Eye releasing. Uh, and it's called Death to Metal. Um, written and directed by Tim Connery. Uh, stars Alex Stein, Grace Mellon, Andrew Jessup, Trent Johnson, uh, Dan Flannery, Charlie Lind. Um, and it is about a young priest very devout, very, uh, fire and brimstone, but he's in like a, he's not, you know, this isn't like some Southern Baptist fire and brimstone preacher. This is, uh, you know, 
Episcopalian Catholic Church, you know, very staid normally, but he gets, you know, he gets very into this because, uh, and he's because he's been religious since he was a kid, but he is very fire and brimstone and bring, you know, bring the pain on Sunday mornings for people up. So his, his boss, uh, um, gets calls, um, from some of the people, uh, in the congregation that are like, maybe, maybe, uh, Father Kilborn needs to dial it back a little bit. Um, so he gets suspended, um, and he kind of goes off the deep end mentally and emotionally. And in this weird toxic Avenger kind of way, he is, um, mutated after he gets drunk, wrecks his car and falls in this lake where people have been dumping toxic chemical waste. Um, and so we get this weird, uh, toxic, holy avenger, if you will. Um, and he's fixated on metal music, um, because he just is. And of course the sub the, the subcult group in this area is all these metalheads, death metal, uh, stuff. And so he goes on a killing spree to save their souls and, you know, wipe clean the, the earth. He is God's voice. Um, so in a lot of ways, it's, in a lot of ways, it's, it's very silly. Um, and, but it, it is silly in a fun way, even though, um, Father Kilborn is, uh, he, that performance, that character, he's very robust. He doesn't joke with anyone. He is very to the point in his killing of all these metalheads. Um, and you know, the surrounding metal characters, they're all, they're all very shade, various shades of, of earnest to funny. Um, but it all kind of works in this weird, just, it's just a, a fun, entertaining little diversion. Um, you know, it's a little over an hour long. Uh, and it just works out okay as long as i mean don't take it too seriously um but it is it is it's just another one of those films that's just kind of fun to sit through once it gets going um and you see how things are going to play out and then you just wait for them to play out uh so it's just again it's just another fun little film uh designed to kill some time uh and it executes that really really well so that again is uh, death to metal um, from uh, Wild Eye. Uh, the next one is Portal Runner, which is from Terror Films. Um, but it, 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 weirdly, I wouldn't have called Terror Films on this one. Uh, this is about a kid who uh, figures out how to jump between parallel worlds. Um, and we find out how he figures that out as the film goes on, but he's running from someone who can, who is following him and trying to kill him. Uh, so he gets stuck in this world, um, where he has a uh, sister that he never met before. She hadn't appeared in any other all parallel world that he'd gone through, but he's stuck. Um, but he knows he needs to leave before the person chasing him shows up and causes all kinds of problems. So, 
Um, the film is really it's a it's it's him and his sister, and his mom and his uncle, uh, because his dad is gone in all of these parallel timelines, and it it's really weird that this this almost feels like it could be on Disney Family, except there's kind of a couple disturbing makeup not even disturbing makeup effects maybe i'm just maybe i'm being too harsh on disney about what they would and wouldn't allow um but it just it feels like one of those kind of films you know uh freeform you know the old abc family or whatever uh so it's it's just it's surprisingly heartfelt uh, with with good performances from our brother sister leads um, Elise Everly as May, his sister, um, and uh, Slain Morgan Siegel is Nolan, the kid that's jumping around. Um, and it's, it's their performances ground the film and the family. And it just, again, it's just one of those films that just surprisingly seems kind of silly. Um, and yet, manages to not veer off so far that you can't enjoy it. Um, so uh, kudos to to, uh, to uh, writer J.D. Henning and director Cornelia Durier uh, for, for managing a, a feat that a lot of directors have trouble doing or a lot of a lot of filmmakers have trouble doing and that's keeping you know stay in, stay in your lane, uh, you know know what you're doing and do that. And they do that pretty well here in Portal Runner. So, um, the last film I want to talk about, the, and again, thank you to uh, October Coast PR for for giving me the chance to watch this. Um, it actually comes out today, December 28th. Um, and it is called An Exquisite Meal. Um, and it is about a dinner party uh, hosted by a couple, uh, who have three, four people over, uh, and the, the characters that show up are, I want to say they're unique, but I'm probably going to undo that entire statement here in a second as I, as I talk further. This film, uh, <laughs> everyone is an archetype in that, um, something is going on because the husband who's the host is cooking and he launches into this very elaborate description of the, of the exquisite meal that I prepared for you this evening. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and it just sounds incredibly pompous. And then his wife is, um, you know, she's a certain way. One of the friends, you know, a, a couple shows up who, who are fighting. They're not as happy as this perfect couple who they're having dinner with. Uh, a random guy shows up and says, uh, I'm here for the party. And they're like, are you such and so's friend? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm such and so's friend, but he's in there and he's looking around. We, we don't know why. Um, that person shows up who, when introduced to the person who is supposedly her friend looks, I don't remember you, but I'm going to play along. Uh, and then another person shows up a French philosophy professor who launches into all of these stereotypical philosophical debates that you normally get at a dinner party. So this, this dinner party is, is it's a satire of every cinematic dinner party you've ever seen. Uh, as people talk about any topic under the sun, 
but there's also a mystery element as to what's going on, what's really for dinner, um, who exactly are all these people. Uh, so it's just much like Red Pill uh, was this weird Rorschach test of personal views. This one isn't quite about political views. It's more of like, how do you view the dinner party? Is our dinner party something we should have more of? And it's just, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or should, or are dinner parties this kind of opportunity for people to try to exaggerate themselves and their own importance? And do we do that on a daily basis? Uh, do we try to make our, our own normal lives sound more important than they are in order to puff up our own social standing? Um, so you get to the end of the film and it, the end is a little cockeyed. I'll be honest on this one, but watching all of these weird Mad Lib copy paste characters go through the motions of dinner party is actually really enthralling in a lot of ways because you're just like someone someone has to say that this is all bullshit right you know so someone has to say it but no one ever does and you know so it's just like why do we not why why do we not throw the bullshit flag if you will when when that happens when it's so clearly bullshit um so that's great like i said the end goes a little cockeyed just right at the very very end but overall, again, uh, an exquisite meal is, it's a pretty good dinner uh, of a film. So uh, again, I can, I can recommend that you watch An Exquisite Meal, uh, written and directed by Robert Bruce Carter. Uh, stars Mike Jimerson, Amrita Dhaliwal, Victoria Nugent. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, kind of entrancing depending on how you want to look at what a dinner party is supposed to be. Uh, so there you go. That is, uh, seven films, uh, that October coast was kind enough to let me watch here over the last couple months, uh, that I just couldn't get to before right now. Um, so I would like to thank them once again, and I would like to remind you that they were all recommends surprisingly uh that would be smoke and mirrors uh tom savini story bigfoot famous red pill the scrapper death to metal portal runner and an exquisite meal so i would like to thank everyone for sticking with us through uh the last two terrible years in this little blue ball we're bouncing around on um uh, the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast is growing. We appreciate you coming back. Uh, we appreciate you sharing it with your friends, uh, liking us, following us, you know, on all of the various social media outlets, um, you know, at VS Movie Podcast, if you're on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we're very close to having a custom URL on YouTube, which I would not have called, but that's about to happen. So thank you for that. And if you don't subscribe to us over there, go ahead and do that too. That'd, that'd be awesome. But... We're really looking forward to 2022. Uh, we've still got movies coming out. We've still got lives to live. Uh, and I hope you are living yours as best you can. Uh, but until we come back in a couple of weeks with some more films, stay safe, be good, have a good time. 
Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.